Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. The Triumphant Trio returns. Dave Schofield and Brian Lappy Davis is here <laughs> with us to talk about all things Pittsburgh Steelers. What's up, Brian? Is that an inside <laughs> joke that nobody's going to understand? Uh, well, I thought, it. It was, I thought it was fitting that we start the show with an inside <laughs> joke. Considering we're going to be talking about inside jokes of the Steelers preview, it's a great segue. We're, we're going to get to all that. If you have been a longtime listener of this show or watched this show on YouTube for many, many years, and even if you have not and you've always wondered where are these stupid jokes coming from, we're going to explain them. But let me bring Dave in. What's up, Dave? How's it going? It's. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, hey, Felicia's here. She's part hey, of it. Felicia. <laughs> this is what, she's what started all this. Yeah, it's her fault. In a roundabout way. In a roundabout way. Yeah. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna yeah. get to all that, and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be going back. We how long we've been in this show together, guys? Ballpark. Uh, let's see. I started writing and then filling in on podcasts in 2018. It was right around, I think, when the season finished. You guys kind of brought me on regularly, um, so it would it would have been off season of 2019. Okay, Brian, if we've been doing the preview. You guys have been that, much right? longer, right? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we've been doing this a while, and we were doing, we were the first hangover. We actually called it the hangover yes. together back in 2016, and so yeah, we've been on shows for what. This is going on our seventh year now. Jeez. If you're just talking about calendar, I mean, just actual years. Well, so. but all the inside jokes, which is the title of the podcast, are going to be from when the three of us have been together. Like, yes. No jokes predate the yeah. triumphant trio, mm -hmm. the tricycle, the tripod, <laughs> whatever you want to other try word you want to use. Um, that's, I'm not going to go with the tripod thing because that could go in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that goes along with Lappy. That no one knows that yet. I guess we'll Lappy's, let you know. That. The Lappies and the Thummies. Okay, so we want to talk about some Steeler stuff first. <laughs> okay. All right. All we right. Wanna, let's get it together. Here we go. All right. We want to talk about some Steelers stuff first in regards to just what's going on with the team. We don't want to have this be nothing but like an after show or after party that we used to do. My question for you all is simple. And I kind of talked about this on my Let's Ride podcast before, but it is. Do first question is yes or no. Do you believe the Steelers are truly in a rebuild or do you think that they are continually retooling as some Steeler fans like to say, the Steelers don't rebuild, they retool. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I, I like to call it a reload too. Yeah, they're actually retooling this whole thing. And it's just uh, making a couple moves here and there is exactly what they're doing to uh, get this back together. They're not stripping it down. When you rebuild, you strip everything down and you start from the very beginning. And that's not what they're doing. They might be, they might have a huge chasm at quarterback that they're trying to fill, but with the money that they have and with what they're trying to do, you know, I, I, I think this could be a team that I expect this team to contend and be a playoff team in 2022 for, all the advantages that they have going into this. All right, Dave, you agree, disagree? 
it's really hard to define it, but I've always been a more of a reload guy is what the Steelers do. But here's here's kind of why. They've been rebuilding for the last several years. They really have. I I brought it up following the Steelers' Week 10 game when they played the Detroit Lions. Ben Rollsberger missed the game. It was the first time that the Steelers had nobody play on offense that played in the 2017 playoff game. So if you just think from there – to that point, how much the Steelers had already been, you know, low-key reloading. But the problem is they kind of did it a little bit where it wasn't a pure reload because they were also doing – or sorry, a complete rebuild because they were still trying to reload. And that's what the Steelers do. Uh, to call it a re a rebuild, that's when you worry about our team's – our team's paying their head coach money to lose games so they can get a higher draft pick and they're really going that route. That's never going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers' idea of a of a rebuild is, oh, wow, we just went 6-10. and 10, And the last time they did that was in 2003. So they're, they're, it's a big turnover, a big change, and – Honestly, I think the results of the 2022 season is ultimately going to be how we define it is, are they going to continue to win along the way or are they not? Because that's what they did last year when it seemed like they were trying to, to, to rebuild some stuff. They were still winning along the way. For sure. Felicia gave us $2 said that she's a Lance joke. Lance being Lance Williams, former podcaster for behind the steel curtain. And uh, yes, there. She was a Lance joke at one point, that is for sure. And uh, we will talk about some of those inside jokes coming up. My next follow-up question, though, off of the rebuild, re retool, reload, whatever you want to call it. Let's be honest here, gentlemen. How many years do you think it's going to take this team for the fan base to be able to look at the roster and say, this team can win it all this year? I would... I, you might find the most optimistic fan that says, yeah, they could win any year, and that's true, they could. But let's be realistic. How long do you think that takes, Brian? I think two years, maybe three. But I think you could be talking about this team as a Super Bowl contender if things just go swimmingly in 2023, but more likely 2024. Dave, what do you think about that question? May of every season. You can't answer it until they actually do their, and it's not a day to answer, Jeff. That this is actually is a little bit more thorough. <laughs> you know, we, we could have, you could say, how long is it going to take? It might only take until May. It depends on what they're going to do in free agency and what they do in the draft. To say it's going to take several years, that's going to, even if the Steelers drafted a quarterback in the first round this season, do you even think, is that quarterback even going to play next year? We don't know. It depends on how they step this, how they do it. Because could they build everything else completely up around a team and then a quarterback like a Mason Rudolph or someone of that caliber just kind of gets hot and because everything else is really built, they can go. They can do it by adding five five of the right free agents this season along with, with two draft picks that work out really well. You take that and the four rookies they had last year that ended up being starters for the season, and if they, even if it's just three of the four, make a jump, my goodness, look at what the team could be. So 
best case scenario was May. Worst case scenario is you're looking at three years. <laughs> I'm laughing just because you said every May, and then you yeah. finish it with or well, it could no. be two, well, three years. Think about it. <laughs> What happens if the steel? What happens, or what are Steeler fans going to do if they don't really do anything in free agency? You know, they sign a bunch of guys that you know you've never really heard of, and they don't spend more than four million dollars on any one of them. You, you, what are the fans going to say? Well, they didn't do anything to really make themselves a contender this year, or are the Steelers going to go out and really make some deals and make themselves a contender this year? And my answer is, they can be a contender without upgrading at quarterback right now they can be but it doesn't mean that they will but you have to get but if if you spend this whole offseason and your focus is getting the answer at quarterback just having the quarterback is not going to save this team yeah that's not going to save the team that's why a lot of us have said it they are better off building up everything else outside of the quarterback position and then looking for the quarterback position. So could they, could they make a run next year if they made the right moves? Absolutely. They could. I don't want people to come back and say, you said the rebuild's going to take two years. Well, you know, here they are and they're, and, and they're winning playoff games. That could be the case. Now, is that re- is that realistic looking at this team going forward? So many people want to judge what this team is for next year. We have no clue what this team's going to be for next year. They have so many different things that they're going to be able to do. Steeler fans are used to coming to, you know, getting to the first of March and saying, yeah, we have a pretty good idea what our team's going to be this year. But that's because they're, the Steelers are having to maybe make some cuts to be salary cap compliant. That's not the case this year. The biggest shaping of this team is going to be happening within the next 30 days. Speaking of the shaping of the team, and a question Jeff Volan asks is a YouTube viewer. And we're back. <laughs> he says, have the Steelers said that they will hire a GM before the draft? And I wanted to make sure we clear this up, that they are not. Uh, Kevin Colbert's going to, his contract runs through the NFL draft. He is expected to be to remain on staff in some advisory role, and then they will name the next GM. My question for you all, and that's just kind of a good segue into this next question, which does involve the building of the team, is do you think, and this was a question that was posed to me on Let's Ride for the mailbag. Let's say they do draft a quarterback this year, and they haven't hired a general manager. And let's say they go outside their, you know, the normal candidates of Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt. So it's an it's an external candidate. What do you think about that GM coming in and being saddled, maybe saddled with a quarterback that they necessarily didn't want? Now, we know Mike Tomlin's there, and he's going to have a big say in it, and so is Art Rooney. But in terms of general manager, what do you think about this transition plan that they have in place in terms of the draft this year and then handing the keys over? Brian, what do you think? Something makes me feel like they already have that guy in place. And possibly a part of the decision making or just listening and he's there. I don't think that is going to be too much of a problem, but they've, they've talked to six to eight guys. I, I believe there were six on the list that the Steelers.com came out 10 now. There's 10. I mean, now. If, if you count the in-house and if you count Lewis Riddick that they didn't mention, Jerry Dulac said Lewis Riddick was not interviewed and never will be interviewed. Okay. Then it's nine. Yeah. Okay. If you count the in-house if guys, because they had seven and then the two in-house. That makes sense. That, man, yeah. that adds up. Yeah, good. There was 10 names tied to it so far. 
All right. You know, I, I have a feeling that that those those guys are a part of the process. I, I have a feeling they know who it's going to be. I have a feeling it's going to be in-house. So if it's in-house, it doesn't matter because Brandon Hunt or Omar Khan are already a part of uh, of the cook crew. So they, they know what's going on. So if it's something like that, then it doesn't matter whatsoever. Um, if it's going to be somebody from the outside, this might be a thing like, hey, just hold tight. We got to get through draft season. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, that, that could very well be what's happening. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts on that? When it comes to other NFL franchises, the general manager and the quarterback might be tied together more. I don't think it's that way with the Steelers. I don't think I wouldn't put as much into it as where it would be other places. Uh, it's more of a three-headed monster when it decides those things between between team president, general manager, no, or yeah, general manager and head coach. So if you if you're replacing one of those those things, I don't think that it would make that big of a difference of saying, oh, that quarterback was brought in under the last GM. I, I just don't see it with the Steelers. With the Steelers. Brian, in terms of the Steelers and their next GM, it's just a simple answer. Do you think, does your gut tell you that it's going to be in-house or do you think it's going to be an external candidate? In-house. Is there one over the other, over Khan or Hunt, that you like? I think it's going to be Hunt. And I really think that uh, it should be with him being a scout and knowing uh, knowing that scouting department i think there's room for omar khan in this organization and i think i don't want to call it an indictment but there's a reason that omar khan's been in the conversation for a lot of teams but they have not pulled the trigger on him so i have a feeling it could be a two-headed monster again with khan like becoming uh i i think he might be a vp now but I, I think he he might have a greater role, but also have a lot to uh, a lot to do with Hunt if they go ahead and go that go that way. Dave, is your gut tell you in house external? What's it? What's it? What are you thinking? I mean, for right now, I would say my my gut tells me in house, and I I'm kind of on board with Brian. If you're talking about a general manager, yeah, you don't want. If someone, if one guy's a, a numbers guy and another guy's a personnel guy for general manager, even though I'm a numbers guy, I would want the personnel guy, honestly, because that's more of what their job's going to be. And then you have another numbers guy that you have work with you. So uh, to, to put the numbers guy as GM, I just... It just doesn't seem to to fit into that role as well. But maybe that's – I don't know exactly what else Omar Carl Khan brings to the table. I can just tell you that he's known as being the guy that, that helps the Steelers manage the salary cap so much. So that's just what he's known for. But as I say so many times with the Steelers, they know so much better than what we do. Khan, like Brian mentioned, has been uh, on several GM interviews. He was on one this past season. He was one, uh, I think it was with the Bears this year. Last year, I think it was the Houston Texans. He was interviewed for that position. And this year, for the first time, Hunt, Brandon Hunt, was on an interview, and it was mm -hmm. with the Las Vegas Raiders for their open GM position. Obviously, he didn't get it, but they are getting noticed, and they are getting more interviews out there on uh, for openings. So if the Steelers do value these two gentlemen – they want to keep that in mind. Jeff, I think Detroit was in the mix too last year. Last year. Okay. Possibly. Mm -hmm. 
Possibly. Wasn't Detroit last year? Wasn't it rumored about Colbert, Colbert going there? Yeah, yeah. Colbert was going to go back, they said. Okay. I know it's not trivia time, but little trivia question. When Detroit was making all their changes last year, there was a position coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers that was interviewed for a coordinator job in, in Detroit. Do you remember who that was? It was a current coach? A, a 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers coach. It was Ike, wasn't it? You're correct. It was Ike Hilliard was interviewed for hmm. the offensive coordinator position at in Detroit. And he's not in the NFL anymore. He's wow. now coaching at Auburn. Yeah. And vice versa, because there was a Detroit Lions coach that <laughs> was uh, interviewing mm-hmm. with the Steelers and it was the center. Was that AQ Shipley? Not not Shipley. Um I forget who it was now. <laughs> that you, yeah, I, but I know who you're but, saying. There was a there was an offensive line coach that the Steelers interviewed that was at, that was with with uh, with Detroit. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name now. Sure, yeah. we'll go with that. So <laughs> I have another question for you guys before we get to the topic yeah. at hand, which is the inside yeah. jokes, and it is just simple. Since we're talking like gut instincts and what you think, looking ahead, it's not April. We know this, but. Right now, we're leading into the combine coming up next week. Does your gut tell you the Steelers draft a quarterback at any time during the draft? Not necessarily first round, but any time in the draft. Brian, what do you think? I say no. Not at all. Not at all. Wow. Dave, what about you? I'm leaning towards Brian. You know, I'm kind of more of a, like I said before, go big or go home, but there's so many other big things that they need above quarterback. I would not be shocked to see them um, have an undrafted guy coming into rookie minicamp. I think there will be a rookie quarterback of one way or the other. It could be a late round, late draft pick or, or a undrafted guy for rookie minicamp that could then maybe make it as the number four guy. Help me out with the name. I want to say his last name was maybe Mond. He was from Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond was drafted by Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. He was like a third round pick, I believe, last year. Mm-hmm. And I could see if, if someone like Desmond Ritter, who I think would be like a second round pick or a Carson Strong, hey, they spent a third rounder on Mason Rudolph and brought him in. Not saying this guy would be the next quarterback, but I wouldn't be shocked if they take one. I don't think it's going to be a 20 but I could see them taking a quarterback at some point in this draft. Brian, did you have something to say? No, I, I agree with okay. you completely. That could happen. See, but I don't want them taking a third-round quarterback this year if they think they're going to need to use a first-rounder for a quarterback next year. That's just the thing because then you're, you're, you're just kind of, all right, then why would you even, you know, um, when the Steelers spent a fourth-rounder on Josh Dobbs rather than draft George Kittle, um, and then the next year dra- drafted Mason Rudolph, they're like, well, what was the point of drafting Dobbs last year? Yeah. You know, no, you're right. Deal. You're right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see. Okay. Let's get to the topic at hand. The, the headline, the title of this podcast, which are the inside jokes <laughs> of the Steelers preview. Now I, I listen to a lot of our shows. I try to listen to every single YouTube show that we do have on, on our audio platform, which you can find anywhere we get your podcast just by searching Steelers or behind the steel curtain. And I don't know. Brian would be a better guy to ask this question. Does does any other show like have as much shenanigans going on during it (laughs) than our show? Uh, You know what? Um, It's a national show and it's been around for millions of years, but um, it, it, 
the Jim Rome show. No, I'm talking about There's our so, platform. Oh, Brian. our I'm show. Oh no, 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 no. There's no, two but, losses. But, no, 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 no. I am not. No. <laughs> because when you're talking about inside jokes, oh, no. that show oh, no. is oh, no. all inside jokes. Yes. And when you tune in, so I thought that's the direction you were going in. No, no, there's there's really uh you, you know, you have the Aussies, uh Maddie and Mark, they'll say they're not inside jokes, but they're bringing up a lot of the uh the slang and they'll throw the slang in there that it's gotta be explained, and which they do real well with slinging the slang, but Aside from that, no, I we're uh, we're probably the pranksters of the whole group. It kind of reminds me if you listen to the Dan Patrick show, he and the Danettes are very much they have a lot of inside jokes, whether it's suck it back row when people call in, they say their height and weight and they ring the bell. I mean, you have to listen back to when he was on ESPN radio to get some of those jokes. Um, and so we do have some of those jokes. Um, and I had someone on my Wednesday let's ride mailbag segment. They asked the question, Hey Jeff, I've basically been listening to the Steelers preview and the behind the steel curtain podcast for about the last, I don't know, year or so. I listened to the preview and you guys always have Dave finish it by saying, Hey, (laughs) why? (laughs) Because we all just, I guess, assume that people know this stuff, but it's not necessarily the case. And I had to go on and explain about, how Felicia, who's in the live chat right now, had given us a donation at the very end of a show. And it was an ongoing joke that did start with Lance and it kind of morphed into something else. And I was like, we ought to end every show like that. And now we do on the Steelers preview, as long as Dave's on the show. So uh, we decided, actually Dave decided, Dave, do you want to preface this since you were the one, you were the brainchild behind it or or, or do you say anything? Yeah. Well, when, when I listened to that, let's ride, I was thinking, I'm like, man, we have so many things like that, that, there might be people that don't know where it came from. So we could just, I, I'm like, we should just do a whole after party or something. I'm like, or even just a regular preview show that we just do our top, we, I said our top five inside jokes. And then when we were discussing this, like anyone's got an idea of what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm like, I'm still, I'm still keen on the, on the top five inside jokes topic. And you guys said, let's do it. And so I'm excited. If there's a time to do it, you have to think it's right now. I mean, it's the month between mm-hmm. the Super Bowl and the new league year starting. Yeah. And it's before the combine. So we can let all the other shows on our platform talk about Brian Flores and Pat Meyer and all this stuff. We're going to break it down old school. Now, if you're new to the, the podcast or the YouTube channel, you might not get all these. But if there's people in here, and I know we've got like Jared Devil, Felicia's here. Uh, Brad Jewett, uh, I think I saw Clarence, uh, some really some names that have been around for a long time. You all will get a lot of these jokes. So we we rank these five to one. We're going to start with number five, like David Letterman used to with his top 10. And the number five inside joke is, well, it's my favorite. It would be <laughs> the legend of Frank Webb and Dick Shiner. Now, <laughs> so... Uh, First and foremost, I guess I should explain some of this. Um, I'm not good with the trivia, if you've ever figured that out. <laughs> you think, and Doctor? I'm, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm also not great with names in terms of trying to remember every single player's name. And it was just so happened, we'll start with Webb first. 
His name was Ralph Webb. Am I right? Ralph Webb, number forty. Who was was obsessed back on the Steelers roster? And was yeah. Brian was obsessed with Ralph Webb, and I said Frank at one point, and you're like, "No, it's Ralph," and I said, "No, it's Frank," and I kept running with it. And I kept on saying, go ahead, Dave. Well, if you remember, the whole reason it was brought up is we were going through the roster and we were, and you, and you listed all the running backs and Brian's like, you forgot one. And he's like, who's that? He's like, Ralph Webb, the sign, you know, and and everything. And Jeff, Jeff's like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't care about that guy. So every time Brian kept bringing him back up and you kept throwing out Frank Webb and yeah. I, I've been known to continually say things until people just start to believe that they're true, just like Najee Jerome Harris. I'm sure yeah. there's someone out there that believes that Najee Harris's middle name is actually Jerome. It is actually, but that's just on our show. So Frank Webb, that's where that came from. Uh, his name is actually Ralph. He did not make the team. Brian was devastated. Oh, I and, was. But Dick Shiner, okay, so... It, it, the name is so inappropriate in and of itself. It's hysterical. And I am very much, I have a very much a sophomoric uh, sense of humor. And every time that Dave asked a question or Brian asked a trivia question, I don't know. I would just, I don't know, Dick Shiner. And it's just funny because it's his name. And there was another name though, Brian. What was the other name? Those Buzz Nutter. Buzz Nutter. <laughs> I was going to say, we got to give honorary mention to Buzz Nutter. Buzz Shiner Nutter, 2024. There you go. <laughs> now, now, remember, Dick Shiner was the Steelers' starting quarterback before Terry Bradshaw. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. That- so it's not like he's just some no-name random guy that you just yeah. pull out of there. But when Jeff doesn't know the answer to it, when it's an old trivia question, Jeff's go-to is... Dick Shiner. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Dick yeah. Shiner. You know, it's funny. Dick Shiner is now in the Urban Dictionary. And I know that's not what his legacy was supposed to be. But like Dave, Dave mentioned, <laughs> he was Chuck Knoll's first, first starting quarterback. May he rest in peace, by the way, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have some people bringing up some other ones that did not make the list. Matt Smith brings up BJ Finney's pants. Um, sorry. Well, BJ it'll kind of make the list. Kind, it'll it'll, make yeah, it'll kind of make an appearance. Yeah. Um, Steelers Pittsburgh brings up Sapphire has entered the chat. Uh, she might be in the chat at some point. <laughs> John Walter says Daniel McCullers pictures uh, for sure. Oh, we um, forgot about the McCullers pictures. I, I wrote some down that uh, <laughs> I wrote some down beforehand that uh, we forgot that I was going to throw in, but that was one of them. Clarence Washington, mm. shirtless Brian, uh, mm. Nate Van Slyke. I was on Facebook. I was a huge fan of your father, Andy, by the way, when I was a kid. And the Absolutely. 90s Pirates the were best. awesome. He says, I refuse to believe Najee's middle name is anything but Jerome. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so there are some. Uh, Brad Jewett brings yeah. up Richard, Richard Gummies. Yeah, that, uh, was, that, was that was Brian that was, and Lance. Yes. And so was Mr. Third and Fifth. Third and Fifth, that was me and that Lance. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or when we did show. Now, remember, so, Lance was never on the preview. This was no, always when we were yeah. filling in with other shows with Lance. Correct. Okay, so that was number five, was The Legend of Frank Webb and Dick Shiner. Now, we have to go to number four. This is where Sapphire does enter the chat, <laughs> and this is 2 a.m. Stories and the Beehive. So <laughs> Brian actually had a solo show for a little bit called Tales from 2 a.m., and I'm going to let Brian kind of explain that whole part of it. And then Dave and I can chime in when necessary. So this whole thing actually started 
on November 12th. How do you know this? Oh, I knew. He had to go look it up. Oh, no, 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 no. I did not have to look it up. I wanted to look it up today. I didn't have time. November Please 14th. November 14th was the uh, the Mason Rudolph-Miles Garrett debacle. And we were on Tuesday night instead, okay. of, instead of being on Thursday night oh, because okay. the Steelers had a Thursday night game. So... I guess that was, yeah, 19, 2019. And I had just gone to a scout meeting as I'm involved with BSA and with my son's troop. I'm the scout master now. And I was where I, I was running to get there on time because it was, it was running late and I still had my scout uniform on and I actually did it wearing a scout uniform, did the show. And then we were getting down, we were talking about how, the Steelers were winning a lot of games in a row and they had just beaten the Los Angeles Rams with Dave and Dave and Rich Schofield in we the house. There. They, they mm-hmm. were, they were present for that game and, but they won that game ugly again and defense won it. And I was talking about how the Steelers, it was my final thought. And I was explaining how the Steelers are going to win ugly. And I'm like, how do I equate this to everybody? And then it popped in my head. You're at the bar, <laughs> you know, after college, in college, or whatever. And I realize when I'm starting to talk that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna dance on the edge here, and I'm gonna, I might get a little inappropriate, so I can't be wearing a scout shirt. So I start unbuttoning and taking it off because I can't have this wearing a Boy Scout shirt because it just goes against it completely. So I, they're like, whoa, whoa, you're stepping, stop. I'm like, no, I've got a shirt on underneath, relax. So I'm it sleeveless? Was it a sleeveless shirt, if I no, remember no, right? Oh, no. okay. I can tell you what shirt I was wearing. It was, okay. It was a dark green and with orange print. That but, must have been um, another time whenever you took your shirt off after the show. And oh, I remember you being there sleeveless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, with the gun show. Yeah. I think I did okay. do that just to make you guys laugh. My my goal is to always make Jeff break character and laugh. And, <laughs> and uh, then it became making Dave laugh. Uh-huh. Because at first, when I first started being around Dave, I was careful around Dave because I did not think he would enjoy my inappropriateness. But he loves, I mean, he seems to love it. So, um, so anyway, so we're talking and I'm like, look, the Steelers are going to continue to win games, but they're not going to be pretty. And then I said, okay, you're at the bar. It's around 2 a.m. Your friends are gone. They've already hooked up with somebody and you've had a rough night. And you're there at the bar and you look over and there's a snaggly tooth woman woman <laughs> she's she's lo- looking at you and she's eyeing you up yeti. and you're like man yeti i, I tell you oh the, the yeti there's another one um and then you're like man i could go home and wear out my vhs copy of nine and a half weeks or i could go ahead and talk to this woman and maybe take her home with the old slump slump buster and do what comes naturally. Slump, and then you guys, are, you guys start crying. You're la- you're laughing. You're Jeff's crying oh. and Dave's just speechless. And I just keep on going. I'm like, look, you're not going to write your right home about it. You're not going to put it in your Christmas cards. You're not going to brag to your friends about it. You're just going to take it and you're going to enjoy it. And then, 
we just had to finish the show because put one in the victory column and then move on. Yeah, I, I said you take the win, and so that's what happened with that. And I became Mister Two AM. Um, we almost had shirts, Mister Two AM. Just taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Yeah. And do you remember the the context of the first time that we heard about the Beehive? Well, that's a Latrobe strip club. And well, it's it's not that it's on the way to Latrobe because it was right. I, I can't remember the commenter. I was really hoping Brian could. But we oh, were talking no, about a, about how the benefit of the Steelers being in Latrobe. It was last offseason because we said for Dwayne Haskins to get because uh, they're like uh, unless there's a good strip club in Latrobe. That's and right. then Brian or someone said they didn't think there was one. And then someone in the live chat, I really wish I could remember who. Oh, um, did it said what you've never been traveling he was he was naming the route to get there yeah they're like bad we know Latrobe. you've been there <laughs> because it was between johnstown and latrobe i'm pretty sure and and named the road and said about the beehive and we just we we rolled with it we started looking it up brian was brian did his closing his closing thoughts that night and here it was a review of the beehive <laughs> It was absolutely hilarious. One of the best shows we've ever done, um, in my opinion. Um, and that's where that was born. Wasn't it a Google review? <laughs> Something like yeah. that. And then <laughs> someone said about their about like their brother um sapphire stole their cell phone yeah. was that was part of the, was one of the reviews that Brian read. Uh, sapphire um, stole yeah. my cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> And we just laughed and we were crying. So the the final thank you. I forgot about the final thought. My final <laughs> thought was about the Steelers. You know, look, you don't believe too much right now, mm-hmm. but you have to believe. And then so somebody put something like that about the beehive. How you have to I mean, if you just think that uh even though it's gross inside, if uh, you could just enjoy it or something like that, yeah. and if you just believe, and then next thing you know, boom. But <laughs> what was funny is when per, I remember for me personally, when you were reading that review, we didn't realize you were reading the review, and I didn't realize that it was a beehive review until you the big reveal at the end, and that's what made it so hilarious. <laughs> All right, so to recap our list so far, in case you're just joining us, uh, number five on our list of inside jokes was The Legend of Frank Webb and Dick Shiner, tip of the cap to Buzz Nutter. Uh, Four, 2 a.m. stories in the Beehive. Now we go to number three, and this was an event, folks. This wasn't just an inside joke. This is the kick heard around the world. So this was an event that we actually recorded and posted on YouTube. You can still go back and watch it. Every now and then I still get a notification that someone has commented on the video. <laughs> and I'm going to let Dave preface this and I'm going to make sure he tells the story to hundred percent accurate because it's going to be important because he's going to try. I want, I want, I want to know if he's going to manipulate it a little bit. No, go ahead. Cause it was because who was, who was the, who was the soccer player? Who was she? Was Carly it? Lloyd. Yeah. She yeah, had kicked like a 50, she'd kick like yard. she'd kick the, a 50 yard field goal or 55 or something. Well, we, we, we negotiated down to a 45 yarder, but my comment was, well, well, first of all, she was a soccer player, but she was getting a free run, like on a kickoff Mm -hmm. rather than an actual field goal. And I said, that makes it easier. And then I talked about how, what I thought I could kick. 
what this ultimate thing ended up doing was when I went out to practice and about tore my quadricep doing it, I realized that was a bad moment for me in my life because it's when I realized that I had aged so much and and what I thought was a very short time period, it actually was a long time. Because I remember, you know, my last couple of years coaching football out there still, I was still, when we were running our our kick return team, when we would practice that um, on our special teams on our on Tuesdays, I was, I always kicked off against our kick return because we didn't have anyone else who could kick a good kick to the kids to really give them good practice. So sometimes I'd take a little bit off of it because I didn't want to kick it over their heads. And I mean, I was practicing field goals. I was kicking like crazy. I didn't realize that taking a break for 12 years meant that I just couldn't do it anymore. So Jeff is like, hey, we're calling you out. We're going to do this. We're going to go out. We're going to see if you can hit a 45-yard field goal and all this stuff. And I practiced and realized I couldn't get the distance. And, man, I overkicked. It was a big thing, though, man. I wore the I, I wore the socks. Yep. You know, I Brian wore the finny pants. We did it. It is on YouTube. The evidence is there. I did not kick it. I I miskicked every single one of them trying to overkick. And of course, Jeff stops the stops the recording device. You guys gave me 10, 10 yards to do 35, and I drill it right down the center on the very first one with no video evidence. <laughs> I, I have no recollection of that. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> Brian was there in his finny pants and his, as I kept saying in the video, the uh, the Mike Mitchell jersey because it was a joke. Yeah. Age. I was like, what do you wear a Mike Mitchell jersey? <laughs> that, that was the most offended I ever was at you. Because, you know, I'm not a Mike Mitchell fan. Yeah. Like, there goes Mike Mitchell to go retrieve the ball. Meanwhile, our kids are over on a playground doing Lord knows what, killing each other yeah. probably. But uh, that was and, a good day. And you know, the Davis kids it was were, fun. <laughs> the yeah. Davis kids were like leading the way with the shenanigans. There's, there's gonna, oh, yeah. If there was going to be something wrong, it was going to be because they did it. <laughs> so we got Michael O'Malley's now here. If he joined late, let's recap. Five is the legend of Frank Webb and Dick Shiner. Uh, 2 a.m. stories in the Beehive coming at four. Three is the kick heard around the world. And two is... Seattle has two losses. Yeah. Okay, so this goes back to like the first year that we all did uh, shows together, I believe, the, the three of us. And Brian can be, get distracted. Let's put it that way. Um, he can easily get distracted. And it was one of those situations where I think it was at the live chat or were you just zoned it was out? The, it was, it the, was live the live chat. chat. I, was, <laughs> I was, it was when I first started learning of the live chat. I first got it. And yeah. I didn't realize everything they were saying. So, of course, I, I'm looking to see if they're saying anything about me. And I wanted to look at it. And then I, I just started reading it. And it went back to something we were talking about before, about teams having two losses. And and I did the right thing by saying, oh, we forgot Seattle. But I just I said, oh, so, yeah, I so. I, yeah, we asked Brian, Jeff's like, so Brian, what, what do you think? And it, I mean... Do you even remember what we were talking? I mean, it no, nothing, no, no, I'm saying to Jeff, it had absolutely nothing to do with the question that I had posed. And Brian's just like, yeah, I, I think Seattle also has two losses. <laughs> it was one of those like, moments where I sat there. It was like on a different planet. I sat there and I was like, wait a second. That has nothing to do. And I said, what are you talking about? I mean, we were just kind of in silence for a second. Like, and if I'm if I'm on memory, if my memory serves me well, 
it was that Brian kind of continued with it. It's like, oh yeah, Seattle has two losses. We're like, what are you talking? Yeah. Like, well, because we started laughing, and he's like, yeah, they have two losses. <laughs> oh, I, I was, I in my mind, I was on. Like, oh, here we go. This is radio gold. I'm like podcast yeah. gold. Here we go. Oh. Brian's thinking, I got it made. I can watch this live chat. I don't miss a beat. Look at this. Seattle has two losses. Meanwhile, we're talking about Mason Rudolph acerating <laughs> yeah. against the team. So I used I've never to, I've never told anybody this because it, it was never a big deal, but it, it seems appropriate now. I used to work for a uh, a Fox TV station, a Fox affiliate. Um, and an ABC affiliate that did news in Johnstown. And so I was the audio guy. So everybody's down in front, the producer, the director, everybody's in front in the row. There's a line of monitors and I'm on this little, it's like I'm on this, uh, this throne, like in the top, I feel like I'm captain Kirk of the enterprise because I'm way up high and I've got all Jeff doesn't know what you're talking about. Okay. (laughs) I'm on this rise. I'm in this rise area. So, so I controlled, I controlled the, uh, the audio for the whole show and I'd have my headphones on. I could hear it. I could hear the cues. And then this was back in 92. the, The Steelers were, I mean, the pirates were good and I could watch like West coast pirate games up on one monitor and then i'm like on another monitor was the simpsons and i'm like whoa hey i could watch the simpsons so what i would do is i would turn off the audio and put the simpsons in my (laughs) in my headphones and then sometimes i'd mess up a little bit because i wasn't paying attention to the director and i'd forget to put the uh put the audio music um so absolutely. i'm absolutely stunned yeah <laughs> so my wife will tell you multitasking is not my forte now another story that is uh it's very important here and i'm gonna bring up felicia but it's gold that bad is adhd now uh so we went my my daughter is having some nightmares and i think she was in fifth grade and we had the, the school, she wanted to sleep with us and she was afraid to sleep in her own room at this time. And so we had a counselor at school talk to her. And so we went to talk to the counselor and we're there and I'm, I'm talking like I always do. And I, if I, something comes in my head, I throw it out there and she's like, now I, I think your daughter's doing fine. I think she's well adjusted, but Mr. Davis, we need to talk to you because think you have ADHD. I was like, whoa, the counselor. I'm having to talk to my doctor about my daughter and they're saying that I have ADHD, but I I, I think I do. Yeah. Well, uh, Garrett Slingerland asked, will Tales from 2AM be back? I can't say that that's going to be the title, but Brian does have a solo show coming back. Brian, do you want to explain that now while we have the question? Yeah. You building know what? up to the number one? Yes, building up for it. <laughs> so, you know what? Uh, Tales from 2 a.m. will not be back. That was, uh, but I am doing a solo show. I have not officially named it yet. I Dave has a great idea for a name. One of my uh, one of my crutch phrases. With that being said, could be the name. I'm I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with this, but um, I'm trying to be original, and it's going to it's going to be with badness in it. It's. Uh, it's going to be with my own take on things that's a little different than everybody else. So I, I get that because I, I come from a, a different planet sometimes 
with with what's going on in my black and gold brain. So we're uh, it's not going to be the bad Wang podcast either. <laughs> um, but uh, wah, just, wah, how did that? How, sorry. Yeah, it, that's uh, it's on my list because that. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. We will definitely okay. talk about that. Yeah. But now, um, about about your show though, where's where where are they going to be able to find it? So this will be uh, this will be on Saturdays on the audio only pro- on the platform, audio side. and it's going to be coming at uh, it's going to be coming at five a.m. So yeah. it's going to be a studio show, just like Let's Ride. It will probably eclipse Let's Ride in greatness. Um, I'm sure it won't, take, it won't take much. So no, no, that that is that, that is that is the show. I that's my favorite show on on here. But next to the sketch. Even if you don't call it the Bad Wang podcast, you could still do hashtag Bad Wang. As, as, as oh yeah, for your, for or you could have the Wang of the week. <laughs> wang of the I like that. <laughs> wang of the week. Hashtag Bad Company. Um, Hashtag Wang. Uh, and wants their royalties to that, by the way. Yeah. So we'll, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about that. Um, there, it's gonna be heavy on. Uh, Jeff won't let me talk about it here because he has threatened to leave the show if I bring up. Um, it's not a threat. It, it is. It is not like <laughs> um, from the USFL. I can't say their name. Um, but I might have to sh- call the show behind the mall curtain. Um, <laughs> Jeff. We're not going to remove ourselves from the show. We're just going to remove Bad from the show. He's going to go there. Okay. So, oh, oh, wait a second. Well, oh, I'm trying to bring it back. I guess what? I'm the podcast producer, so I've got a button to bring me back. I, I was trying to. We both did it at the same time. Um, uh, yeah, that's funny. So that way, that I, that, sorry. You said the word you're not allowed to say. So No, I, I, I'm not allowed to say the team name. I'm yeah. allowed to say the, uh, the, the verb. Okay. Yeah, I I, 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 I do like the Wang of the Week. I, I think that's 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 uh, <laughs> that's got to be a segment. It's got to be. So, all right, so all we right. have we have to Calm get to down, number Jeff. one. The number one is for our. I don't even know when this was, but it was when. And we're back. It was when Brian <laughs> somehow, some way, completely forgot the football term for the area of the field where you're trying to go to score points. And instead of calling it the end zone, he called it the touchdown zone. I just got, I just got lost. It's just like everything went out. But he said it with such calmness confidence. that he made it sound confidence. No, like gonna, it was totally. They're gonna find their normal. way to the um, the touchdown zone. <laughs> That's exactly, I've went back and listened to that so many times. That's how how he did it. So yeah, I I got roasted for it, but I have no problem with calling it the touchdown zone now. My my <sighs> wife calls the kickoff the cool runny up thing, yeah. and that's uh that's ever that's before I uh I met her. That's but like yeah, the touch lappies. the lappies. We, we we better explain lappies. Um, yeah. uh, my wife hates my wife Beehive. and son hate when I call my laptop my lappy she thinks it's the stupidest thing in the world and so we're going on the show tonight and you know to break down the fourth wall here i uh we do thumbnails for the uh, the podcast and i said hey i've got all the thummies done <laughs> i don't even know why i said that <laughs> and they're making fun of me and i expl- so i explained 
lappy and thummy, and it's just uh, it, it was, was very bad. appropriate for tonight's show. Yes, and so I <laughs> yes, mean, if we go back nice. to number number three in the beehive, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, four number four in the beehive, mm-hmm. you know, that thummies, lappies, and uh, and all that. So there it is. But we Our wanted touchdown five. zone T-shirts. We did, yeah. I mean, we wanted to. So let's recap the top five. Uh, we know the legend of Frank Webb and Dick Shiner. Two AM story slash the B have was four. Three was the kicker around the world. Two Seattle has two losses. And number one, the touchdown zone. Now, Brian, you said you had several on a list that did not make the cut. Dave, I'm sure you might have a couple that you wanted to kind of. Well, throw Dave and I have one together that because he started to say, "How did that?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Come on. How did how did we not have Wang Harbs in the top five? Wang Harbs. That's because it's newer. It's it's not as yeah. yeah it's, that's it's, probably well, why. He's always been a Wang. We just haven't always yeah. called him that. Yeah. Um, and that was when Brian was just trying to keep it clean. I remember <laughs> he said because he's being. Oh, I was mad. He was a really. What did he do? He called it. Did he call it? He, he called it a Wang before. move. Is what he said. That's a Wang. Yes, move. he goes. He, that was a very. Wang move. He stopped mm-hmm. himself from saying it. <laughs> and then Jeff, a, I think, is the one who chimed in and said, "All well, Wang Harbs." Yeah. yeah so I didn't coin the phrase. Everyone thinks I coined it, called him Wang Harbs. I just said it was being a Wang, and I, I was going off on a rant. He was. Mm-hmm. It was in the rain of Duck Hodges game. They were just just. It was the last game of the season. They were going. I mean, they were killing the Steelers and going for it on fourth down. Um. And getting it, which was even worse. But I mean, I've seen him do that before with uh, going for a fake field goal up thirty-one to three. You know, I mean, uh, and he does—he likes to do that stuff against against the Steelers. And so going for it on fourth and one against the Steelers this year, and uh, not getting it was uh, was the ultimate wang move that backfired in his face the two-point conversion yeah yeah that's it the two-point conversion yeah that was the last time the ravens have beat the steelers yeah yeah it was that was that one in the rain yeah 2019 haven't beaten the steelers since so blame it on the rain on that wang (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) you just say what else do you have on the list there brian of uh um well something that did come up tonight i mean a lot of them that that we did talk about um the dave answer the dave answer is definitely a good one you know the dave answer and we actually had a dave answer tonight that's uh you're right dave (laughs) he's still with us and I'll, uh, I'll I'll get there. <laughs> and something we did allude to, and it's uh, it started off. It's middle names. It started off with with. Ah, I think yes. it started off with me because I would I would write Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Then mm-hmm. Dave and Rich picked up on it, and they gave me credit for it on the show. And then they started calling him Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. And that just, then you started with BTR Jeff Mm -hmm. and it just, then it became Michael Petaway Tomlin, which we don't use as much. Then Trent Jordan, Watt. Trent, Trent Jordan was the big one too. Yeah. And so there's Trent Jordan, Watt, and then we're, uh, we're looking for more each and every time. And now in my, uh, in my more, you know, article that I do every week, Mm -hmm. I do the middle name of the week. So, I've got a great 
new middle name. And I'm going to unveil it now. The Steelers just hired Brian Francisco Flores. Oh, Francisco. Francisco. That's Francisco. fun to say. For all we know, we know Christopher Lynn Boswell. Yes. Oh, I forgot about Lynn. CLB. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Lynn. Mm-hmm. And then how we found out, if you read the article, that uh, Mason Rudolph is not his first name. That it's his middle name. Is it Joseph? I thought it's it was Brett. 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 Yes, Brett. Mm-hmm. Brett Rudolph. It mm-hmm. goes by his middle name. Yeah, Brett Rudolph. My my favorite, and we talked about it on the show, and that kind of led to all this. My my favorite is Marquise Pouncey is not. That's not his first name either. It's Lashawn. Mm-hmm. Well, then Terrell Edmonds. That's Fedarius. Fedarius. Yeah. Brian. Brian's reminded of that that one to us enough that we remember. Fedarius. Yeah. Michael so. Petaway Tomlin. Yeah. All right. If, if you Jones. if we know your middle name, that's significant. You are a good yeah. player. I mean, we don't know Frank Webb's middle name, <laughs> but we know <laughs> Najee Harris's it. middle name, Jerome. <laughs> now the go. rumor is that it is a uh, Mazee. But the rumor, um, the rumor is it's Jerome. It, that's your rumor. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about Jeff. Jeff gets on it, like you said. I mean, he just like I'm changing the narrative. I'm and he just doesn't let it go either. There it is. I mean, we went yeah. we went with touchdown zone for the longest time. So uh, touchdown good zone. Good Lord. The, the only other thing too is uh Jeff hates Star Wars. And no, I've just never ever seen watch. it. I've never seen it. I can't hate something I've never seen. I'm not. I'm not going to say I hate it. I just don't understand any of it because I've never seen it. I don't have any desire to see it, but I've never. I don't hate it. There's a big difference mm-hmm. in my opinion. And oh. well, speaking of hate, and one that we forgot an inside joke on the show that we we quit doing it to him, but Dave Schofield. Hating Deontay Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> that was another one I thought of. He was yeah. the he was the uh, charter member of the yep. Deontay Johnson hate fan club. Yeah, and a question that was brought up in the live chat that then someone did answer, and the answer is Richard Earl Shiner Jr. Oh, isn't that a classic oh. name, Dick Earl Shiner? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! They, there, there we go. I mean, this is a uh, we forgot oh. about this one. Yeah, no soda for the, you. But, the no soda. Well, the whole Randy Land experience. That was yeah. you, Jeff. Yeah. How about off Randy Land? How do we Give forget about one. these things? <laughs> See, this is what we need. That we need the live chat to remind us of all these. Oh my gosh, that was too much. Yeah, my my no soda for you rant because I was mad at him. I uh, that was easy I was to really do. Mad. I was. It's really easy to be mad at Randy Land. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so good. Um, did we forget any other ones? <laughs> don't pee on my couch. That's <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, don't. That's. I forgot. If wow, we're talking that's about like Randy Land too, wasn't it? Was that about if Randy if, Land? If we're talking about stories that Brian's told that he's definitely duplicated the 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 Ben Roethlisberger, he's your college roommate that won't leave. He's going to be back no matter what. We've heard that multiple times. Um, oh, someone brought up Brian Blackstock, Jeff's hatred towards Jordan Berry. Like, that's yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Jeff Weasel. doesn't hate <laughs> Jeff doesn't hate Jordan Berry. He just doesn't understand him. No, I kind of yeah. do hate him. 
And you, because you called it, and Weasel Boy was his, was his Weasel nickname. Boy, yes, the yeah. Weasel Boy, because he always yeah. weasels his way back. I still wouldn't yeah. be shocked if he winds up on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter if he's under contract yeah. by another team. He's yeah, going to whatever. Whatever. So, Israel. Yeah. Okay, this is fun. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm literally wiping away tears because I'm laughing thinking yeah. about all these these shows. It's been a lot of fun doing all these shows. Um, do we have trivia tonight? I have a really quick one. Okay, go for it. And then Brian um, sure he has his cards. This was this Jeff did an article today that he asked me to look over his numbers before it was published. It was about the Steelers' turnover margin. I wonder if Jeff might know this one then. I might have set him up for one. Since the merger in 1970, what season did the Steelers have the best turnover margin? The best turnover margin? Yep. So you're talking differential. Yes. They turned the ball over a lot in the seven in the late seventies when mm-hmm. they were winning Super Bowls. Um, yeah. I I would think it was wasn't it in the last couple of years. Well, the highest one I had was twenty twenty in my article, so that's what I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with twenty twenty. Also, I'm going to piggyback up off of Jeff. Plus nine. Twenty twenty was plus nine. Their best season was plus twenty two. <laughs> Woo. In 1972. Wow. Wow. Franco's yeah. rookie season. Yep. And then what the was, second the second best was 2010, where they were plus 17. What was the differential that year in terms of turnovers to takeaways? Oh, that's a great question. And right now, I would have to go back and refilter it because I just have a list of margins. They didn't actually have the turnovers. The reason why I ask is because in 2019, the year the Steelers got Minka, they had 38 takeaways. And I thought that number was really high. They turned it over 30 times that year, so it was only a plus eight. But I was like, shoot, I wonder where that 38 lands for the Steelers in terms of takeaways, because that's a really high number. Uh, 1972, they had their second most takeaways, um, tied for second most. In 72 and 78, they had 48 takeaways. Wow. That is not the highest, because in 1973, they had 55. Holy <sighs> that's incredible. That is but, uh, And remember, those are 14-game seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That so. is... Good stuff. Good stuff. Brian, what do you have for us? All right. Born in Brooklyn on this day. Today is the Steelers' birthday. Who is Brian Flores? I was going to say Brian Flores is from Brooklyn. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. That was Was, my guess. I was a linebacker. Was a linebacker at Boston College. That's definitely Brian Flores. Who is Brian Flores? I got it right. Yeah. Played with Brian St. Pierre. I'm yeah. reading it. I got it right. I finally no, got I, one right. I, this, I wrote one. I wrote my own. <laughs> These are what the cards are supposed to look like. I wrote my own. And... Uh, good Don't stuff. be mad that I finally got one right. I didn't <laughs> have to say Dick Shiner for once every Thursday. Well, I was going to say, I, I always let Jeff go first because he never gets it right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that was going to be my guess was I'm going to say, that's got to be Brian Flores. That's the only person I knew of that would have been Brooklyn. So, and I didn't honestly think it was. I knew I his birthday name. because I had to look it up because I was getting information for my podcast about him. Mm-hmm. And I saw that he was from Brooklyn. His birthday was the 24th. Mine's the 20th. So I was like, hey, this is interesting. I just remembered that. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Jeff, uh, Jeff, uh, I want to mention this, though. What's really amazing about this guy, and I didn't get to because Jeff kept cutting me off. Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> At the age of 23, this guy became an assistant scout. 
mm-hmm. for the Patriots, yeah. which is amazing. The guy's only 41 today. So four Super Bowl championships with the Patriots. Let's let's hope he gets uh, someone black and gold. Someone said that he literally wrote every single NFL team a letter and said, I just want a shot at being some part of the organization. And it was the Patriots that said, we'll give you a shot. And he started in the personnel department and he worked his way up to the coaching staff. And it's pretty remarkable when you think about it. That's awesome. Did not know that. Yeah. So, all right, good show. Let's do final thoughts. Brian, you're ready. Go ahead. Final thoughts. We had a lot of fun tonight. And Mm -hmm. the reason we had a lot of fun tonight is because a lot of this stuff comes from the live chat from you guys being our muse. And we really appreciate that. So that's how we do it. I mean, this stuff wouldn't catch on if you weren't repeating it also in the live chat and weren't continuing to continuing to bring it up. We would never have the beehive if somebody didn't bring it up. Um, we would never have some of these things if, I mean, like with the Dick Shiner thing, Dick Shiner went farther because you guys kept on you guys kept on uh, egging Jeff on and and uh, by uh, supporting Jeff on that. That's why it's Frank Webb. That's why it's N- Najee Jerome. So, you know, with all of that, it's it's funny because we I, when I say you're amused, you are amused because we feed off of you and we thank you. And the fact and I, I love to say this every time. This many people checking out our podcasts in February is absolutely amazing because we are, because this is a time when people check out. So if you're not checking out right now, black and gold is flowing through your veins and you love the Steelers and nobody can take that away from you. That is why we are a family here. We're BTSC family and we love you. Thanks. Dave, final thoughts. Go ahead. Baker Mayfield sucks. Yes. Yes, I love it. Brian said it best. <laughs> Not going to add anything to that. Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. We'll see you next week for another Steelers preview. Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> see ya.